What if I told you that your transwarp theory was correct? That it is indeed possible to beam onto a ship that is traveling at warp speed? Hello and welcome to this episode of Game on Girl, the podcast where we talk about gender and game culture. I'm your host, Regina McMenemy. And I'm your co-host, Rhonda Oglesby. And we're happy to have Mark back with us for our annual holiday gift guide. This year, we're covering high-tech, low-tech, no-tech. Ho, ho, ho. And finally, we'll wrap what we've been watching, reading, and playing. Before we get started with this episode, I'd like to dedicate this show to my Uncle Gary, who passed away this week. Gary was more than one of a kind or a unique character. He was an amazing storyteller, full of joy and a love of life. He will be missed, and family reunions just won't be the same without him. So stay tuned, and we're glad you're listening to Game On Girl. So, it's that time of the year again. That time we're all familiar with. What I like to call the holidays. And that's spelled H-O-L-I-D-A-Z-E. Holidays. And everybody's getting ready for the big event, the end of December, or other holiday traditions of gift giving. So Game On Girl is here today to give you our suggestions in three different categories, high-tech, low-tech, and no-tech. So all three of us are going to talk a little bit about some of our favorite recommendations and uh, give you some suggestions for your for your buying for some of your loved ones. So Rhonda, why don't you get us started with a high-tech suggestion? Sure. Um, to start off with, I believe I've mentioned before that we purchased a Roku this year. Yep. And this is a great little magical box that um, expressly makes streaming off of the internet easier on your television. And part of the reason why I mentioned this is because uh, it's extremely easy to hook up. It has a very simple remote control. And for those people on your list who are technically challenged, do not own a PlayStation console or an Xbox console or Wii or any of that where they can actually stream or even say, a Netflix laptop or, Amazon. or something like that. that yeah. Hook up to a TV. You could actually hook this up to their TV and it's uh, very unintimidating. The, the entire device is about three inches by three inches, uh, smaller than a CD case. And you can even plug in a set of headphones into the remote control. Um, it comes with a lot of different channels um, already in it. Some of them are not that great, but there's some classic TV and uh, you can get Fox TV now directly through it. Hmm. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. Um, There's some other channels on there, Twit TV you can get, but uh, it's really... It's really a cool little tool, and you can get uh, a wide price range. It starts at about fifty bucks mm-hmm. and goes up from there. So there, that's another nice thing is you can get some options on it. Right. So you can so kind of pick out something that would work for your needs necessarily. Yeah, but but as a very basic tool, mm-hmm. you've got something that is uh, will easily stream the internet through your television. Cool. So that's my main number one high tech pick. So how how does it connect? What what kind of connection does it use? Does it use a HD or a, a yeah high definition connection, or does it use like the old VGA? You're kidding me, right? You're no, she's sorry. asking me questions. <laughs> it's not even in my notes. What do I do here? I am not a hardware person. (laughs) Okay, never mind. This is a reason why I never look this stuff up. Okay, I am. I buy these things and I hand it over and I say, "Here, honey, go put this together for me." Put this together. (laughs) I'm the software person. All I know is he told me it was easy. That was easy. Okay. Well, I was just curious about. I'm going to go out here and look this up now. Here's my link. See, this is a, to our dear listeners, this is one of the times when I'm glad that Ro and I are not actually in the same room together. <laughs> yeah. When we're recording. Growing stuff better. And it's not a video either. So. Yeah, and we're not on video because I'm pretty sure I would get kicked under the table or pain. She'd be seeing my dirty look. <laughs> oh, I'll look it up. It says... Um, Add to the network through Wi-Fi oh, okay. and or Ethernet, uh, Roku three only. So I'm not I'm not sure how the other ones hook up. Okay. But so Mark, do you have any experience with a Roku? Uh, yeah, we actually have one in our guest room um, hooked up to our guest TV. Kind of a way to cut down on cable bills and such. And oh, that's a good idea. That. 
And as Rhonda said, it's relatively easy for non-technical people to use so that they can, you know, look for things on there without it being too much of a hassle. And, um, yeah, I think it actually does come with uh, just standard VGA cables, but I think they might have an option for purchasing, you know, HDMI and such. Yeah. You'd have to look that up online, I think. Yeah, I think the newer ones have... um have HDMI ports on them. Yes, I've I've now consulted with my hardware guy. (laughs) (laughs) And he said HDMI. All right. (laughs) Well, thank you, hardware guy. (laughs) (laughs) So what's your top high-tech choice, Mark? Um, My top high-tech choice um, isn't something that I've actually had or used. It's something that I want. (laughs) Mm, Well, that's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) that I've been interested in. I've been seeing the uh, commercials um, on TV as late, and that would be the uh, Kindle Paperwhite. Um, mm. I'm interested in it mainly because I've tried reading on tablets before, and it is really horrible to try and read on them. It's really awful, yeah. there's, there's. I've done that with my iPad, and it's just... I, no matter how I try to set the font or the the lighting or change the colors, it's just never easy on your eyes. Exactly, and... Um, I like the fact that it's, uh, you know, black print on a white background, just like paper. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's something your eyes are used to. I, and when I've tried reading, you know, um, white print on black, it really kind of messes with my eyes. So mm-hmm. I'm very interested in this and would like to check it out at some point, but, uh, um, I well, think it also I'm be, a huge Kindle fan, so yeah, I think it would be uh, also a great idea for somebody who likes to read in bed who has a significant other who um, has to go to bed earlier for their job or something like that, so you're not uh, disrupting their sleep with having a lamp on in the room or something. Mm-hmm. You know, I actually was um, went to my eye doctor recently and uh, was telling her that my eyes get really tired. She knows I'm on the computer constantly. And I told her about the Kindle Fire and she goes, well, do you still have your old Kindle? Uh, which I've got the old, um, the paper ink or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's she the one said, I have too. Yeah, she said, just switch to it for bedtime. Mm-hmm. So the paper white's a great idea. Uh, yeah. Recommended by eye doctors everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, and what it a- doesn't take very much battery power, so that helps too. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Regina? What's your top one? Well, apparently I'm going for, for um, the most expensive of <laughs> our recommendations here. Um, I put as my, my top high-tech recommendation, the Wii U. Um, uh-huh. So I am endorsing the only platform this, this uh, season that isn't brand new because I am uh, not an early adopter of platforms. Um, the Wii U has been out, I think, about a year. Um, and I picked one yeah. up a few weeks ago. And I absolutely adore it. I think it's it's a great adaptation of the Wii, and the um, the the U interface is really cool. And it, you can actually use it as a universal remote and control your television with it. Oh, nice! Which is really nice. And it's got a really big screen. It's really easy to see. It's really easy to run things on it. Um, and I really am enjoying the fact that a Wii finally has high resolution. <laughs> That is good. I mean, considering yeah. that you're recommending it, that says something. Yeah, it, it it's beautiful to look at. Um, the games I have on it are, are absolutely stunning, which will come in my recommendations later. Um, but just the, the interface and the interaction with it is really cool. And it's nice because it does have the option of you can switch if you're watching something on Netflix or Hulu on it and somebody needs to use a TV for something else, you can actually watch it on the the Wii U controller. So you can switch back and forth between the big screen and the small screen. Nice. With just a touch of a button. So it doesn't, you know, it's not a, a thing you'd have to interact with a, you know, a iPad or an, or a tablet of some sort it really kind of takes the place of that so you mentioned that uh, you you've picked the most expensive one uh, um do you mind me asking how much you spent on yours oh it was it was 299 dollars that's the the price it dropped to a few months ago um and it came with uh two games in it um mario u and luigi u uh which are cooperative mario and luigi games which i haven't actually played yet because uh, there were other games that, <laughs> that we were picking up the uh, the Wii U in particular to play uh, that have been more 
uh, focused on for us. So um, they they are cooperative games and you can play, I think you can play them with up to four people. I think you can have four oh, characters cool. in each one of those games. Um, and some of the games you can have five people. One of the things that's really nice about it is you can use your controllers because I had an, a Wii originally, which I haven't used a lot for gaming other than to play Rock Band. <laughs> and and Mark knows exactly how often I've played Rock Band. Um, uh, but you can take your controllers from your original Wii and just move them right over to the Wii U. Oh, nice. So there wasn't a whole lot of having to um, to replace and buy new controllers or things to go with it. it that tune. 99 plus the games was pretty much just all that I had to pay for it. And it's got 32 gigs of RAM in it, so it doesn't have a small hard drive. So that is a good suggestion, considering that both of the consoles coming out right now, they're 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 totally brand new. And mm-hmm. so they're at their top price line. Yep. So actually looking back at the at the Wii U is a nice alternative suggestion. Yeah, I, I think so. And, you know, and it's been out. It's been proven. It doesn't have the, you know, because the, the PS4 came out last week and we already have reports of people having, you know, the, the blue dot of death, I guess, or something where it's just not working and they're getting one that aren't working and that's what happens when you buy at launch yeah you have to yep. deal with things not working and i'm always leery of that so i'm really I, I that's one of the reasons why i wanted to suggest the wii u because i've been enjoying it more than i really thought that i would i'm really a pc gamer mostly but i've been having some back issues so it's much more comfortable for me to sit and play <laughs> yeah on the wii u than it has been at the pc lately so i've been able to get a fair amount of gaming in with it which has been really nice cool so yeah um, awesome. mark do you have any secondary high-tech items suggestions um I do, but it kind well. It kind of segues into my secondary um, suggestions oh, okay. as well. Well, but. mine don't, so I'll just I'll just list mine real quick. I am, like I said before, a fan of the Kindle the Kindle system, and I just got the Kindle Fire, and I'm constantly amazed and surprised by um, new and wonderful things about it. I do read on it quite a bit, but I quit reading on it at night. The Kindles, like the uh, paper white and stuff, I mean, you can get those, especially the old Kindle, starting at like 90 bucks now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And the prices just go straight up from there, and they've got multiple sizes. The options are great. Um, another high-tech thing that these are things that people would not normally buy for themselves, but if you're buying for another geek, they're the kinds of things that those people will appreciate. Um, I finally got myself a pluggable USB port hub. Um, it's really nice. It's got 10 USB hubs on it, and every time I sit down to my poor little laptop with two USBs on it, I'm like, <laughs> blast it. I need to get that hub. <laughs> and I finally have and really pleased with that. Um, the other thing that keeps popping up on suggestion list is the uh, Belkin 3 Outlet Mini Travel Charger. And uh, my husband bought this last year. And I went out to do some research about traveling overseas. I'm going to go be traveling internationally. And it came up in that suggestion. And the cool thing about it is that once you plug it into the outlet, it will actually swivel. Oh, nice. So it will change directions. If it's not pointing in the right direction, you're not stuck with it covering up an outlet or stuck behind a piece of furniture or something like that. That's awesome. So the geeks who open these types of packages will will appreciate what they've got. So awesome. what about you, Regina? Have you got some secondaries? Um, I have a suggestion for a Fitbit wireless activity tracker. Oh, yeah. Um, because I, I, you know, everybody starts worrying about fitness after the holidays. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it might be something you want to think about beforehand. It might be something that you want to think about for someone in your life who you know is trying to get into better shape or lose weight, et cetera, et cetera, whatever else might be going on. Um, and the one I picked out is um, a midnight blue color and it sort of clips on to whatever you're wearing. And it's $54 uh, via Amazon. And it links online so you can track your stats online and you can create a whole like community online to kind of keep you honest. honest. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which is something I have found is really helpful when you're trying to get into better shape to have somebody that you're sort of um, either working with or um, beholden to to get you out. 
<laughs> to, to do more activities. So that's my, my second high-tech recommendation. And now we will smoothly move into low-tech <laughs> with Mark's suggestions <laughs> of his secondary high-tech. Um, yeah, the my kind of my secondary for high-tech is uh, I, I received as a gift last Christmas an all-tech Lansing um, iPod dock. And... Um, I just I really love Alltech Lansing's uh, products. I've got a, a pair of old Alltech Lansing um, speakers for my computer here that I'm guessing are probably at this point about 10 years old. So oh, wow! Um, yeah. And I can still plug them into my iPod. They sound great on my computer. They sound great on my iPod. They they really get a good range of uh, sound out. You know, you're, you're not losing a lot of the lows like you do with a lot of, you know, smaller speakers, speakers and smaller yeah. iPod docks and stuff like that. So, um, and Alltech Lansing has a, a wide array of products, you know, from docks to wireless Bluetooth um, uh, receiver speakers um, and uh, full on, you know, uh, big scale uh, PC speaker setups with, you know, between three and five speakers with subwoofers and such. So, um, and and they range anywhere from you know twenty bucks for just a, a pair that sit on your desk to you know um, two hundred plus for you know a really big um, PC computer sound system. Um, but there's something that I, I really, really like. I really like uh, the product. I really like the company and I endorse them highly. So if you need, if you know somebody who's an audiophile, likes listening to music on their system or watching movies or playing video games, um, I think Alltech Lansing's uh, got something in their, in their uh, line that'll, that'll definitely serve as a, a good gift for that, that type of person. Yeah. Very cool. That's a that's a high recommendation, especially when you know their yeah. products, because it's so easy now to buy tech products that last, you know, two years, maybe, right. <laughs> maybe yeah. three if you're lucky. I'm thinking mm-hmm. of every cell phone I've ever owned who that's died after about, you know, pretty close to a year and a half of using it. It just kind of gives up the ghost. So it's uh, it's good to have a recommendation that's like I've had something from this company for mm-hmm. 10 years now. So mm-hmm. Yeah, Definitely. good stuff. Yeah. And so what's your uh, low-tech choice? My low-tech choice is actually a video game expansion. I know, expansion, something you haven't heard in a while since everything's a DLC nowadays. <laughs> uh, uh, a friend of mine purchased for me as an early Christmas gift, actually, uh, a couple nights ago. Um, the uh, XCOM expansion, Enemy Within, um, which is... Uh, really, XCOM in and of itself is a great game. The relaunch of it that they put out uh, last year was really great, and um, this this expansion really adds a lot to it. Um, I haven't even, I don't even think I barely scratched the surface of what they've added yet in play, but what I have seen has really been a definite step up. There's a lot more when you go into the tactical modes when you're you're going on the missions. There's a lot more uh, variety in the maps now. Mm-hmm. Um, they've they've kind of changed the way things are like just to give you a heads up and this is a bit of a spoiler but there's uh, you go on these missions every now and then for the council that oversees your your XCOM unit and uh, I did one last night that um, really had the same feel to me as uh, um, the movie Aliens um, it was Ooh, it was basically one of those nice. situations where I fought my way into an area and then I had to um, call in an airstrike and during that time I had to run out and as I was running out they were constantly spawning these really horrible aliens that are really tough to um, deal with in, in big numbers so it was you know a run and gun scenario where you're leapfrogging your units and and I actually literally had to sacrifice one of my squad members <laughs> with, wow. with, with an explosive <laughs> to cover the rest of everybody else's escape she was going to die anyway so it's like she had the big heavy weapon so she had a pile up of them on top of her and she lit them all up with a big old explosion and killed herself and killed all them but the rest of the squad survived and it was very epic so nice yeah it's it's definitely a a a great add-on to a an already um cool game ip so yeah yeah, um... somebody likes it check it out. XCOM is a turn-based strategy, right? That is correct. Yeah. yeah and and I, from what I I haven't played it, but I watched a lot of it being played and it does a great job at storytelling just the mm-hmm. that franchise in general. And so I, I think that's one of the things that is sort of a strength of this game and it sounds like from the expansion as well. So that's pretty awesome. 
Yeah, it, cool. it's it's great. I haven't been disappointed, and I don't think anybody who's a fan would be disappointed in receiving that as a gift. Cool. Yeah, I bet. What about you, Regina? What's your low-tech choice? My low-tech goes along with my Wii U suggestion. Um, it's for the game that I really wanted to play on the Wii U, which is Raymond Legends. Ah. And it is just the most delightful game. <laughs> I just absolutely love it. Um, it is also available on the PS3 and the Xbox 360. Um, I'm not sure if it's available on the new platforms yet. Um, the site lists those platforms specifically. Um, and I think you can get it on PC, but I'm not sure about that. But what makes it unique on the Wii U is you can play five people on it. So if oh. you have four controllers, four regular Wii controllers, and the Wii U pad, you can play five people on it at the same time. And what makes that even more unique is that there's a special character that's only available in the Wii U when you play it. <laughs> and that character's name is Murphy. And Murphy is adorable. Um, and Murphy, one of the primary ways that Murphy fights off the bad guys, he's sort of the helper character so he helps the other characters who are playing Raymond and everybody else who's playing in the game uh, Murphy actually tickles the bad guys for you <laughs> <laughs> so you run your finger across the bad guys and they tickle and then they can't attack because they're tickling and they're laughing they're being tickled and they're laughing oh, that's brilliant. which I think is really adorable and, um, and it is a, a truly cooperative game experience where there are some levels where you have to have somebody playing Murphy in order for you to succeed at the level for example there was a level where there was lightning that was coming down from the gods um and murphy had to act as the um the shield protector so he had to like flip up and down and the lightning was coming from above and below the characters so you have to go in with this like little shield it's literally like an epic greek shield that you're like protecting your heroes with Awesome. And it was really, and they have to jump on it in some places and other places they need to be underneath it. It's really, but it really is something where you and the person that you're playing with or the people you're playing with really do have to work together in order to succeed. And on top of that, the artwork is spectacular. Um, I played the demo at PAX Prime and they told us then that these were actually hand-drawn. All mm. the artwork was hand-drawn and then digitally rendered. So it comes from, nice. you know, hand-done artwork and then it's, you know, put in as opposed to all digitally created. Um, the music is spectacular too. And there's a couple of levels that are like epic rock ballads <laughs> oh, cool. that are just fantastic and so fun to play that you're like, you know, and sometimes they're really hard, but you're, you're just like laughing and enjoying the music so much that you kind of forget the fact that you're like, you know, running over and over again and doing the same thing time and time again. So I'm glad that we continues to embrace the idea that they are a social yes. tool. I, I wholeheartedly agree. That's one of the things that I've always appreciated about them. Their focus has always been on community and people playing together and families playing together. And that's one of the things that's really great about Murphy is if you have smaller kids who want to play, you know, for the most part, all you're doing is tapping the screen or you're tickling the bad guys and you're, you, but you're still a pivotal part of the game. Yeah. So that I really love that, that integration. I think that's really, that's really fantastic. So highly recommend Raymond Legends. So what's your low-tech recommendation, Rhonda? Well, I could actually just do a toss-up. I've got um, just a small handful of low-tech, and mm -hmm. I could easily make any of them my top choice. The one I'm going to highlight, though, is um, the Four Sevens brand of mini flashlight. And this little flashlight is smaller than a tube of lipstick. Ooh, handy. And pretty much... Anyone that you're going to give this to that's not familiar with the Four Sevens brand or, or the flashlights are definitely going to look at you and go, oh, thank you for your <laughs> flashlight. But until they use it, they will come back to you later. And they will say, that is amazing. How did you find that? Because mm. um, that's pretty much the, the look I had on my face when I was smiling at my sweet husband when he bought it for me. And I went. <laughs> Oh, a flashlight. Oh, thanks, okay. honey. Stick that in my purse. Nothing like diamonds. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the thing about it is the it is an extremely powerful flashlight. Besides the fact that it is um, wonderfully small and you can stick it in your pocket um, or your in any bag whatsoever, 
uh, and it's just always there and available to you, but it has a low, medium and high beam, but it also has some special, some special modes. It's got a strobe light, which I don't know when you'd use that, but it also has an SOS signal Hmm. and you can turn it to the SOS signal and with um, a bat, it's battery operated, will operate for four hours. Awesome. It also has a low and a high beam signal, a beacon that just, you know, every now and then will send out a a flash of light. It's a periodic beacon. Um, And on the low level of the beacon, it will run for 50 hours. So it's a great little thing. Like if you were to go hiking, if you Mm -hmm. do a lot of hiking or mountain climbing or something like that, um, you can turn that thing on and you've got something that lasts more than a couple hours. Um, It does run off of a lithium battery Mm -hmm. and it's just uh, an amazing little thing. We had, um, (laughs) I love things with a million and one uses. We had decorated our office for Halloween and the guys went out and bought the strobe lights Mm -hmm. in the Halloween store. Right. And I turned on my little lipstick flashlight and it had a stronger output for the strobe than all of the little big light, uh, the big lights that they had bought at the house. I'll show you. Yeah. They so were the lipstick okay, light will do it for you. Yeah. 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 The lights they have at those Halloween stores are totally Gen Z. Yeah. They They're like the worst the things ever. They're yeah. totally capitalizing on people desperate to <laughs> decorate. And there's four sevens has a huge line of flashlights. So you can, you can actually uh, find a price range that fits into um, what you're looking for for anybody in your life. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny that you make this suggestion and then it has the beacon option because Mark and I actually have a friend who um, was hiking recently, like a few months ago and um, the ground gave out underneath her. She was (gasps) on um, Mount St. Helens, which is not far from the area where I live. And um, she broke her ankle. And she's actually stuck on the side of the uh, the mountain all night waiting for rescue. Man. So not that it, it wouldn't have helped necessarily because she was not in um, – they were – they were waiting until daylight. To, they had to blaze a new trail to get to her, essentially. Oh, goodness. But it would have been a handy thing for her yeah. to have, I'm sure. It's <laughs> yeah. something that small to have with her. She did have a bottle of wine and ibuprofen. Um, well, there you go. Because they were camping out that night. So they did have that plan. So, But she's like, it wasn't enough. <laughs> That's item two and three you need when yes. you go hiking. Exactly. Four sevens. <laughs> wine. Yep. And what was the other one? Wine uh, and what else did she have? Ibuprofen. ibuprofen. Yeah, ibuprofen. Yes, yes absolutely. Um, I'll go ahead and list my other low techs really quickly. Okay. Um, one is the Lasco Ceramic Tower Heater. Um, we also bought this this past year. And the great thing about it is it has a remote control. That's always handy. Um, when we're, we keep the the all of the house closed off at night and we just heat the bedroom at night, if it gets too cold, pop just set up <laughs> you don't have to get out of bed <laughs> you don't have to get your toes cold is what you're telling me <laughs> um also the uh there is a uh windshield dashboard mount for mobile phones mm-hmm. and i'll put the, we'll put the link on the um on the website but every time somebody gets in my car and they see that thing it's a universal uh, mount, they say, man, I've got to get me one of those. Mm-hmm, nice. No one ever does. So that's a gift that because oh, yeah. yeah. they never buy it for themselves. Yeah. Um, and just on the tail of Mark's suggestion, he, he suggested some really nice speakers uh, just for a travel speaker, wireless real quick. The jam speakers are really nice. They're easy to use. And that's a good gift for just about anybody on your list. Awesome. So that's an excellent list of low-tech yeah, suggestions. They're, they're pretty cool. Yeah. So, Mark, what low-tech suggestions do you have? Um, right now, the thing, if uh, you have somebody who's uh, interested in role-playing games, as in the pen and paper tabletop kind, um, I was thinking the Iron Kingdom's uh, role-playing game from uh, Privateer Press. Awesome. I purchased it when it came out i believe it was a year ago or so no mm-hmm. i don't remember exactly when um never really got a chance to get into it until um just in the last month or so and uh, we've played a couple of games of it so far and it's turning out to be really fun and it's uh, a very very pretty book well done um and 
yeah, just lots of fun. I, I think they won a few out. awards, actually, if I remember. I think at Gen Con they won an award for it. It wouldn't surprise me. It's... I'm, I'm not remembering what the name of the award was, but I remember uh, Simon Berman letting me know that when we were at um, <laughs> PAX. He was talking about the awards that they had just because Gen Con was the weekend before PAX Prime. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really well done. The um, first off, it's over 300 pages, um, and all the artworks in color for the most part, um, mm. just beautifully done. Um, a lot of uh, background information about the setting and the history of the setting. So anybody who's jumping into um, the Privateer Press, Iron Kingdom's um, setting for the first time has a lot of information at their disposal at their disposal to um, really, you know, kind of figure out what they're doing and flesh out a, a campaign for players or such. That's good because that that's a really easy way to give a lot of history and a lot of background to create a lot of depth in the characters that you're making. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. can you can never have too much information when that when it comes to that sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Is that all of your low tech stuff, Mark? Um, no, I have another low tech uh, um, uh, option if you're interested. Yes. <laughs> this I love is, shopping. Are you kidding? <laughs> this is. I'm actually holding it in my hand right now. It's probably the lowest tech thing that anybody's going to have on their list. Um, it's the. I don't know if you guys have heard of the Bubba line of mugs, um, oh. but. Uh, they make uh, uh, mugs that are, you know, designed for holding coffee or keeping, you know, keep basically like thermos style mugs. And uh, my my wonderful wife saw this when we were shopping one day, and she said, "I need to get this for you." And it's a it's called the Big Bubba. It's a 52 ounce mug that looks like a little pony keg almost. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah. So this is my water glass because I like to make sure that I drink uh, uh, plenty of water throughout the day, and it's really nice just to have it sitting on my desk and the water I put in it stays cool for you know a really long time. It says 12 hours on here, and I'm not 100% certain that's accurate, but I think it's pretty close because I've gone to bed at night with the full thing of this on my nightstand and got up the next morning and taken a sip out of it. And it's still as cold as when I poured it in there. So wow. It's, it's a really great mug. I really enjoy them. And my sister has, yeah, my sister has a smaller one as well and she loves them as well. So definitely, definitely a nice thing to get somebody. Um, if, uh, they, they like their beverages. Does it work both ways? Does it keep up uh, beverages hot as well, or is it just mm-hmm. cold? Okay, yeah, it's, so uh, right away. Wow. it's rated for hot for six hours and cold for 12 hours. Nice. Yeah. Man. So 52 ounces. That's impressive. They, they actually have a 70 ounce one as well. Wow. <laughs> that would be what I would want for my water. <laughs> I don't know that you'd be able to lift it. I might okay. not be able to. It's not I don't called know a bubble mug for nothing. <laughs> My 52-ouncer, when it's full, is is heavy. I mean, I don't know how close that is to a gallon. I think a gallon's like around 64 ounces or more on that. But it's it's heavy. It's Mm. got to be at least five pounds when I'm picking it up. So you get a workout as well. Yep. Burn a few calories on your Fitbit. Indeed. (laughs) Well, Regina, what are your secondary low-tech? I just had one, um, which I've, I've, I've given as a recommendation before, um, Plants vs. Zombies 2 is my low-tech recommendation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you didn't know, it is now available on Android, so it has been released on Android platforms as well. Oh, yeah, I noticed that yesterday. Yeah, yeah, so it's available on Android and iOS. It only came out originally on iOS, so uh, if you are an Android phone or tablet user, you are able to, to download and play it now and go. It's free. Um, you know, there are some, you know, in-game purchase options, which I think just make the game less enjoyable. So go and play it. It's, it's fantastic. Hey, well, I why don't you go ahead? I'm sorry, Mark. Go ahead. As far as a uh, second low tech, I was just going to mention that Terraria had put out a, a, a an ex- not expansion, but an update recently that has a lot of new material. But... Yeah, a lot of new content and a lot of new. Um, uh, they made the gameplay a little bit more streamlined as well. Mm hmm. Which made a big difference. Regina, why don't you go ahead and give your uh, number one no tech? Okay, my, my number one no tech, I, I literally found out about as we sat down to record today. <laughs> oh, I love that. Breaking news, breaking news. So breaking da-da, news. Da-da, da-da, da-da. <laughs> um, there is a fourth expansion for Cards Against Humanity that's out. Oh, snap. Go get it. $10. New Cards Against Humanity cards are never a bad idea. So... 
uh, go buy that $10 on Amazon um, and everywhere else you can get Cards Against Humanity cards. And if you are interested in the bigger blacker box, you can also buy those as well for $15 online now. I got mine at PAX Prime. PAX Prime. So it's signed by the by the guys. So it's pretty, pretty fancy. But um, it's nice to have a box that holds everything because mm, yeah, yeah. it is a sizable number of cards once you get the main and all the expansions going in now, this expansion. They also had for a limited time, but I know they're gone, um, they did a holiday bullshit offering. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, they only had, I don't remember how many they had, um, but it was 12 days of holiday bullshit, so you get 12 gifts from them. <laughs> oh, for $12. But it was limited. It's already gone. I ordered one immediately, but um, I'm, I'm dying to see what is going to be coming in that. But those have sold out already. Um, so, Regina, have you actually uh, received or purchased the uh, fourth expansion for um, Cards Against Humanity? No, it, it literally just became available today for pre-order. Uh, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Do, you, do you know if there's a theme to it? Um, I do not know if there's a theme to it. Meaningless in the grand scheme of things is one of the bullet points describing it. Well, just a couple of questions to um, let some people who might not know about Cards Against Humanity. Mm -hmm. This is an adult game, right? Yes. This is this is this is a game for horrible people, which is their tagline. <laughs> so you you need to not be easily offended by 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 games to play this game. Um, yes, so it is it is an adult. This is I gave the ki the kid friendly recommendation with Raymond Legends <laughs> <laughs> and the Wii U, <laughs> which are both definitely in those categories. But this is this is definitely adult content only. Yeah, and I find playing. Um... Cards Against Humanity easier to play against with strangers. Really? I find it harder to play against strangers. I know how to read my... Well, it's harder, but I find it personally easier. <laughs> <laughs> really? Now tell me about this. Well, I can't imagine playing this game with uh, with certain friends and family members. Oh. But it, it re it's really... It can be that embarrassing. It, so. it can be. I'll... I'll I'll share just a, a really brief story of um, I, I played this game with um, a good friend of mine at her. I went up to her family's vacation home with her parents who are in their 70s. Oh, boy. And um, and not easily offended, which was great. They were really enjoying it. And they had played the game before. So it wasn't, you know, like the first time they had played it when we were there. But they were newer to having played it. I had gifted it to her for her birthday this past year. So I knew she had it. She had gone out and bought the new extensions, the expansions, etc. So we're sitting around, literally sitting around a campfire playing Cards Against Humanity. And one of the cards is Pixelated Bukaki. Now, I am not going to describe what Bukaki is on the show because this is you know that's not an appropriate place you can go look up what it is but her dad at 70 years old bust out laughing when that <laughs> and all of us had our jaws on the floor <laughs> it was one of those moments when like two or three other people who were playing didn't know what bukkake was and so they were like what's going on anyway yes so it it can be a very eye-opening experience. Let me just <laughs> leave it at that. Whether or not you know the people you're playing with. <laughs> yes. So that 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 is that is definitely thanks for the warning. Yes, Cards Against Humanity is definitely a adult suggestion. And not dull. And not dull, no. It is it is a lively game. You will get some lively, lively discussions going on. So um, what are your low-tech suggestions or no-tech suggestions, Rhonda? Well, first of all, we, I think we recommended last year that people buy garden dice. And I, I just do, wanted to yep. let, let them know that an expansion is out. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's so right. So there's an automatic Christmas gift. If you bought someone garden dice last year, buy them the expansion. There you go. You're, nice. You're set. Yeah. Um, another good card game, uh, more family-friendly, is one you introduced me to, Timeline. Yeah. Yeah, I remember we played that at PAX in PAX East. Yeah, that's um, – and I've found that um, that that also works for just about anybody that you want to play with. Yeah. Um, you sit down and you start playing and people say, oh, I'm not smart enough to play this. And it it really levels the playing field. Mm -hmm. Absolutely anybody can play it. Yeah. The other thing that I might recommend, and this is even if you're not a 
comic book fan, but one of the comic books I mentioned probably way early in the year was Jeff Lemire's Trillium that mm. was going to be yeah, out. Yeah, I remember year. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, four issues have come out so far. It is gorgeous. It's an independent story. Um, it is uh, adult themed. I would I would say that it's uh, rated R, but it is a wonderful story. E- just about anybody uh, you might be able to give this to. I think everybody, if you give them a comic book, is slightly captivated, whether they're a fan or a uh, collector or not. Um, comic books appeal to everybody, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's a beautiful comic, and um, yeah, I think just about any adult on your list would would like it. But the other thing, the last thing, a, a great little stocking stuffer I owe to you, Regina, mm-hmm. because you bought me um, a pilot friction pen. It's mm-hmm. an erasable pen. Mm-hmm. It is the first erasable pen that I've encountered that actually really does a good job erasing. Yeah, it actually, you actually get the ink off the paper when you yeah. use it. Yeah. Um, the only the only trouble I've ever run into with it is if the ink is not completely dry. Mm, yeah, it's just smudge. Yeah, it doesn't take very long, and once you get the smudge, it's kind of hard to get rid of. But uh, it once it dries and you go back to erase it, you get a really nice clean page. Mm-hmm. And I was really pleased to see that they now have those pens out in all kinds of colors. Oh, nice! That's awesome. I think they only had them in black when I picked the one up for you. Yeah, when I went to look out and check on it and um, get a link for everybody, I noticed they are coming in multicolor packs. Mm-hmm. And I think there was a, a one pack that had like eight in it, and you can get for like ten bucks. That's mm-hmm. a great little stocking stuff. Yeah, that is. That is. It's a. It's a nice little, a nice little gift, and and it is really. Yeah, I, I, I bought them for myself too. So yeah, I know. <laughs> you don't want to sign your checks or any contracts with them, but yeah. th- you know, if you need to keep a pen in your purse or in your pocket, um, that's a really convenient one to do because you can't erase with it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's really good for taking notes when you're working on things and working out different ideas or whatever else you're working on. I thought of you when I when I saw it because I know that you're an artist, and I thought, well, you know, sometimes it's nice to work in pen. This gives you some yeah. flexibility with that. So yeah, I'm glad that. Oh I'm yeah, glad there's only one again. thing I like better than pens, and that's rulers. So. <laughs> Yeah, and fixation. <laughs> we, now, now, did we get all give our low tech stuff or our no tech stuff? I think so. I, well, I had a couple more. I had a couple more runners up. Although I think two of them were on my recommendation last last year, yeah. but I think they're good recommendations. Um, I was going to recommend the first book from the House of Night series, Marked. Um, but beware, because whoever you give it to, you just you want to make sure you don't want to spend any time talking to that person. Um, for a long time because the series has 10 books. And like I said, I do deal them out of my house like they're crap. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so so just beware. It, it is a very addicting, very quick. It's a very, it's a very good read. Um, and, and it is a really engaging series. So you can always check that out. But like I said, just be forewarned. I did warn you that people do get addicted to this series of books. And then my other two recommendations were um, my standard gaming gifts that I give people are Spicy Farkle from Legendary Games and Five Crowns from Set Games. Spicy Farkle is a dice game, really easy and quick to pick up to learn. And Five Crowns is a card game, which is a gin-based card game and Mm -hmm. uh, is also very easy to learn and has a wide audience. So if you're looking for stocking stuffers or things for people, I actually gave those two games as recommendations to a friend of mine to give to her employees as like a gift basket. She wanted to do like a gaming gift basket. And I thought that that was a fantastic idea. And I'm like, these will appeal to everybody. So those are my suggestions for games you might get for. You You know, know. I saw both of those games available on my Kindle Fire too. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know Five Crowns was a digital game at all. So... Well, I don't know how good it is, but I did see Farkle, and I was like, I know that. Yes, yes, you do. (laughs) That's fantastic. Uh, Well, I've got one runner-up gift suggestion, and I got a... uh, an email about this the other day. And this is that, um, person that has everything or I'm a stalker or I have a cat <laughs> kind of gifts <laughs> recommendation. Well, that's an interesting category. <laughs> yes. Um, it is the narrative clip okay. and it is a camera that shoots a picture 
I believe, about every two seconds. Mm-hmm. And it automatically uploads and is sort of like a searchable, shareable photographic memory mm-hmm. um, tool. Mm. Um, you go online, look at it. It's uh, a little square. It's it's probably just a little bit bigger than a pillbox. And it will clip onto your clothes, onto your backpack strap or something like that. And you just walk around and carry it. And it just snaps pictures constantly. Oh, so just like as you're like going about your business or about your day. Yep. Yep. Huh. And get narrative. They've got their, um, they've got their own website. Go out there and check it out. I personally think it's kind of creepy, but, uh, I imagine there are some very creative things that you could think of to do with it. I can't wait to see. It what would be really do. interesting to have it at a party. Yeah. You know, and, and see the things that you might not see, which I, I don't know if that's good or bad necessarily, but that's yeah, but I bet you could get, also get some just really artsy photos yeah, out of it. Yeah, absolutely. Just very absolutely. memorable, conversational mm-hmm. type pictures. Yeah, but. definitely. Definitely. But if I happen to see someone wearing one, I'm going to hide my face and run away from you. So <laughs> just letting you know. I mean, the guy with the Google glasses at Dragon Con freaked me out. So, yeah, you know, yeah. you don't know what he's, you don't know what they're doing. <laughs> well, if you guys have got any suggestions for us, high tech, low tech, no tech, or creepy tech, be sure and just let us know. Leave the uh, suggestions or links on our website so everybody else can see them. And we hope that we've made your holiday shopping easier. Well, as if you haven't had enough suggestions from us, we're going to go ahead and do our rap segment. And this is a little more personal. We're going to talk about just what we've been watching, reading, and playing, which uh, sometimes might change during the holidays when we got a little more time on our hands or a lot less time on our hands. Yeah, depending on how your holidays goes. Yeah, yeah. What what have you been watching lately? Well, I just last night found out that season three of Leverage is available on Netflix Instant. <gasps> oh, snap. Yeah. Okay. Right? <laughs> reserve, reserve, reserve. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And I've, I've only watched the first episode so far. I kept myself in control of <laughs> not binge watching uh, the nice. entire third season because uh, Leverage is one of my all-time favorite shows. Um, so Very smart show. Love the cast. I love the cast. I love the characters. I love the concept. I just I just think it's, like, fantastic yeah. and so enjoyable and, um, and really great storylines and, you know, the their gimmick is fantastic and not to mm-hmm. mention it's filmed in portland so that's a bonus as well is it really it is yes that was cool it is yeah and yeah. they've canceled it yeah 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 but according to i i checked last night because i wasn't sure how many seasons it had five seasons so yeah bummer. it's got a couple more after this one on on uh, netflix to watch but definitely and when i think of leverage i always think of will wheaton too me too me too and i know he's in this one because i remember because this this is a two years ago this season yeah so i've been waiting a long time to see this and i know that he's on the christmas episode the yeah the ho 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 job <laughs> so yeah. i was looking through and i'm like yes this is the season that has that one i can't wait to get to it so yeah yeah and, and i'm sure that um all of the network producers listen to us and um i just want to let them know that i was watching um grim earlier and there was a k- extra character on the show and I thought I thought it was Will Wheaton mm. and I was like oh that would be a great idea so just to let you guys know you you should have Will Wheaton on definitely Grimm. definitely so we can plug Will Wheaton perfect. for Grimm for sure that would be fantastic yep so what have you been watching um my suggestion actually came from uh my husband and it was a was pretty awesome suggestion it's called the Bletchley Circle mm. and it's a uh, British TV series. The uh, first season is the only one that's out. It was actually produced by ITV and it aired uh, this year on PBS. Hmm. Uh, We're watching it streaming on Netflix. You can also buy it off Amazon um, one episode at a time. It's a three episode series, the way the Brits like to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, But it is a female strong story. Mm. Um, Back during the war, uh, the British had something called the the Bletchley... uh, the Bletchley Park. Yeah. And it was a division that did code breaking of the uh, German communications. And the way they portray it, I'm not the history person, mm-hmm. but the way they portray it, it was mostly staffed by women because all the men were at war. And so these were a set of extremely 
extremely intelligent, um, analytical, mathematical, uh, photographic memory women that were key in the war to determining what the uh, German communication was. Mm -hmm. The show takes place after the war. What happens to these women in British society in 1952, these provocative, intelligent, strong women that now go back to a 1950s society. Yeah. Um, It's as usual, it's character driven. Um, The, the women are engaging. The story is compelling and it's just, it's just a beauty to watch from beginning to end because of the writing and the acting. And it's, it, it is all about story. Mm -hmm. We, in fact, one of our longest discussions after watching it, was how an Americanized version would have have botched it all up. Yeah, yeah, I can I can only imagine. Yeah, and I because, have no trouble imagining that. Yeah, because they would lose everything that has to do with character, and with the story, and um, it's just it's beautiful to watch this this um, story and to talk about how um, you can write. We we've talked several times on here. Uh, designer game designers and authors they say well how do you write a story with a female protagonist Mm -hmm. it's like the same way you write one with a male protagonist Mm -hmm. woman is a human being you just write a woman and that's the way this story is you can replace these four women with four men Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter but they tell the story with four women and it's about the story right right you know now there are some um there are some uh, sexist issues that have to do with the culture at the time, and it, it really drives a lot of their decision-making and w- the way the characters act around them, which makes it a more compelling story. Mm-hmm. But it's just about these fascinating people. That's awesome. I love when I love shows, and I've said this before, and I will probably say it again. I love character-driven shows. So yeah. I love seeing evolution of characters and well-written women characters mm-hmm. in particular. So. It's lovely. And it's got renewed for a second season. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. And what are you reading right now? Uh, Well, I actually, a couple weeks ago, I finished, I don't think I've mentioned, I finished the House of Night series. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, because the last time I talked to you had just gotten the last book. Right, I had just gotten the last book, and I was just part of the way through that. So I finished that. um, That most recent book is called Revealed. And I'm... I'm not completely in love with that book. (laughs) I'm not really sure... It's the first time I finished it and wasn't like, awesome, I can't wait to see what happens next. And I will read because I, I, I think that what I read was this was the pen ultimate. So next book is going to be the completion of the series. Um, oh. So this is one away from the end of the series. Oh. So I will definitely read the next book to see how it ends. But there, it, it's off kilter. There's something about this sto- the story in this one that's off kilter. I still found found it compelling. I still like the characters. Um, I hate what happens to the main character, and I won't say what happens to the main character, but it's really kind of heart wrenching to read because you've been rooting for her for a long time. Oh. And so, it's not. It doesn't end uh, well, um, which is all I'll say. But I'll be curious to see how what's happening in this book ties into the overarching story of the house of night and the characters. So, yeah. So we'll see. Oh, I didn't know there was going to be another book. I thought that was the last. Yeah, no, there's one more after this. This is, okay. yeah, there's one. I think there's one more. That's what I, that's what I had read at least is that there's a, this is the, the one before the, the end of the series. So, I mean, they couldn't leave it where it is right now. <laughs> they would have people revolting okay. in the streets <laughs> with how it ended <laughs> because it is, it is, yeah, people would be cool. mad. Yeah. <laughs> so what have you been reading? Um, I actually just finished a memoir by Kimberly Ray Miller called Coming Clean. And I'm getting a, I get a lot of my book suggestions from uh, my friend Ray up in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. or I get, get them out of Entertainment Weekly, believe it or not, <laughs> um, which I, I weigh mm-hmm. um, heavily. Uh, but they've They've been pretty good so far. If I read the description, it interests me. I've I've found the book to be pretty good. And that's where I got this one. Um, Kimberly Ray Miller, I'm not familiar with, but she's an actress and a writer. And she's telling an extremely personal story of growing up as a child of a hoarder. 
And it's very interesting Interesting. because at about the time of her young adult life, I believe it was before she was a teen, um, is when the reality shows came on. Oh. And she talks about how that, um, she couldn't watch those. And it's just a very honest story about relationships, uh, family, and also, the, I mean, mostly that around this idea that you've got these adorable, loving parents that um, are hoarders and they embarrass the hell out of you and kind of... Right. It, it's, it's just, it, if you want... It's not what I would call an uplifting story. Mm, it's no. not, it doesn't have a bad ending. Right. Um, but there was one night that I was reading it and I quit reading it and I was like, I don't, I don't think I can pick this up again. Mm. I, <clears throat> I don't think I can continue reading this. Yeah. I'm glad I did. I'm mm-hmm. glad I did. But I went it, back to it. It was, it was rough. Yeah. It was, it was very rough. Mm. Um, but if you like memoirs, um, you know, eat, pray, love and, and stuff like that. People's journeys. Um, this is a wonderful journey. Hmm. Oh, interesting. Very interesting. So have you had any time to play lately? I have. I have. I've been playing Raymond Legends, um, which I put in my recommendations. So um, I won't talk too much more about it because I already sort of said everything that I love about it. But it has been really, it's really enjoyable. One of the things I love, I I think um, I was having a discussion with someone recently about playing MMOs and my, my reluctance to get back into another MMO. And I realized that I'm at a point in my life where I want a game that I can sit down and play for 45 minutes to an hour yeah, and leave and come back to it the next day or a couple of days later yeah, and play yeah. it for 45 minutes to an hour. And that doesn't work with an MMO. And I think that's one of the reasons no. why I haven't really been able to get back into, you know, really committing myself to that kind of gameplay because I know it's just too much time right now. So yeah. Raymond Legends fits that perfectly. And it's on my new system, and it's beautiful, so <laughs> that helps as well, because you know what it's like when you get a new system. You want to play it all the time, so um, that that's that's definitely a bonus. <laughs> but you've been experiencing that, too, with the Kindle Fire, right? Yeah, and I don't know whether it's just the time of year or whether, you know, I, I've got so many other things going on preparing for the holidays, mm-hmm. but I'm the same way. I don't want to sit down and just commit to a game. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to be able to just hop in and hop out and, and, and not spend too much time trying to, uh, be committed to it. Or, I mean, you know, me, I do a lot of outside of the game type preparation and thinking and stuff like that. And I just don't want to do that. I I just want to go into it and jump in and play and enjoy, use up my five lives Mm -hmm. and get out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, a humble bundle actually came available a while back and I was able to get two games. Um, one was don't starve. Mm Mm-hmm by Klee Entertainment, and it is strictly a PC game. You can play it through Steam, and it's gorgeous beyond Mm -hmm. belief, and it's just absolutely beautiful. Um, The first few times I played it, though, I was ready to just quit and say, gosh, you wasted my money. (laughs) Um, But it's one of those games where they don't tell you anything. You go in, and you just start playing it, and you figure it out, and you realize that it is a progressive game. It Mm -hmm. goes back to the old way of... You know, if you get to a certain point, save the game mm-hmm. because once you die, it's over. You have to start right. over. Oh, wow. That's rough. Um, but you can, you once you know what the play scheme is, mm-hmm. then you can plan on that because mm-hmm. they come up and, I mean, you eventually figure it out because when you die, it comes up and it shows you your morgue. Mm. And it, it shows you how many times you've died and how you've died. Oh, interesting. So it's building it's building for you a database of knowledge. Right, about what you've done and what about what you've done and yeah. what caused you to die. Hmm. So it is preset that in the game you are set out to not die. Hmm. And it also shows you that you've got multiple save slots. So it, it's preparing you for that. It's just that I wasn't used to it before I got started. And I would get through one day and then I would die because I didn't have the knowledge for this particular area. And I got mm-hmm. eaten by bugs. And I'm like, well, what the hell? <laughs> and then I go into another area and I got killed by pigs. And I was like, I <laughs> that's what you're doing. You're progressively right. learning the environment. You just wake up in this nowhere place. Right. And um, so when you approach it like that, then it's it's very much a challenge. So essentially and, you're stepping into the snake pit. Yep. Yeah. And you're just exactly going from right. there. Yeah. Yeah. Just try to stay alive. Right. You have 
night and day. Um, you, there's a clock that goes 24 hours um, in computer, t- computer speed, you know, mm-hmm. real fast. And there's weather and there's multiple mm. environments and you've got to cool. collect things. And yeah, it's really, it's really a really smart game. Neat. Yep. Well, if you guys have got uh, any other additional recommendations, especially personal ones, what are what are you doing right now? Watching, reading, and playing. How are you getting your geek on during the holidays? Be sure and let us know, or let us know what you think about the recommendations we've made. You've been listening to Game on Girl. I'm the co-host Rhonda Oglesby. You can follow me on Twitter at Row Room. That's R H O R H O O M, or email Rhonda at GameOnGirl.com. And I'm your host Regina McMenemy, or Doc Lives, as I'm known on Twitter and Steam. Huge thanks to Mark for joining us for our holidays recommendation show. We got some great recommendations from him. And, uh, love always having Mark. Love, all, love having Mark. Always a pleasure to have him on the show. So we'd love to hear your high-tech, low-tech, and no-tech lists this year. If you have any recommendations for us or anything you're uh, waiting with bated breath for to appear on your, on your holiday doorstep, uh, let us know. Leave a comment on the website with your own wish list so we can take a look at what you're what you're looking for. Episodes of Game on Girl are available on iTunes and Stitcher streaming. We also have an app for download available from Podbean for iOS users. These links, along with the description of the show, can be found on our website, gameongirl.com. This podcast is edited by Ryan Broom at Desert Tree Media, and the theme song Good Day by Triple Fox is used under a Creative Commons attribution license. Thanks so much for listening, and until next time, game on! Thank you.